Hello and welcome to Birth Your Vision podcast series, episode four. Today, I have a very special guest in the podcast studio. We are shining the spotlight on female authors, publishers, and screenwriters mm. in honor of International Women's Month. I have the honor of welcoming Dr. Ari Ola Araba mm -hmm. to the episode to tell us about her journey in becoming an author and releasing her first book, and now supporting women to start writing their stories through uh, audio workshop sessions. Dr. Anri Ola is a mother of three superb young adults. She's a multi-award winner, social entrepreneur, game inventor. She's a speaker and author and the founder of Be Money Wise, a maths game that helps young children and young people to be maths savvy. She's been featured on ITV BBC News, as well as BBC Station, which is all about her sharing um, the popular five tips to get out of debt. She's also an amazing woman who helps others, and she sits on the Department of Education Expert Member Panel, and she's a political representative. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Ari Ola. <laughs> to today's podcast. Hello, Hannah. Are you sure you were talking about me? I am indeed. Someone else. Fantastic accolade. I am so proud of you. Welcome you. to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for coming. So today I wanted to talk about your book, Beautifully Flawed. Yes, we're celebrating females mm -hmm. who have written books. We're celebrating authors and screenwriters mm -hmm. and publishers. And yeah. today we want to celebrate you as a woman who has actually put pen to paper to give us and bless us with an another amazing book of yours, um, Beautifully Flawed, A Story of a Woman. So tell us, what inspired you to start writing? I think that um, the new inspiration to writing started when some of my friends read some of the things I had written and then said, eh, you can write like this. I didn't know you are so creative like this. And then um, I had some other encounters with uh, people who I thought were going to talk about uh, digital transformation of a board game in the university. And I came out of the meeting with them and they asked me to help them with a game on domestic violence. And I was constantly running into people who wanted to talk about domestic violence. And Hannah here invited me to a <laughs> women's event to talk about my project with board game. I got there and said, Today, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about domestic violence. I think that's when the can broke open. Right. Yes. And uh, I, I started reclaiming the, uh, the skill of writing, even though I thought I had lost it and I thought it wasn't that important. You know right. how when you have children mm. and you've been doing things and then the, being a mom takes over and I just put the, uh, the gifting on the shelf until I had a dream and uh, I was told to start writing again. Fantastic. I remember this event was actually launched last year. You know, the book launching was really amazing. And I'm so glad that I was able to get the opportunity to actually help you to host it. It was such a fabulous day. And I wanted to know what really sort of motivated you to give it that name, Beautifully Flawed. <laughs> Do you know that? I kept praying about a name for this book and I didn't want it to show... Um, somebody who was helpless or victimized in any way. Okay. And I was reflecting on an idea for a name. 
and the words beautifully flood just popped into my head as right. I was sitting at the computer. And I thought, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> I googled it and found that it'd been used, but not not uh, very extensively. So I decided to claim that uh, title and that's it. Fantastic. I love the name, Beautifully Flawed. Thank you. So what is the key message in this book? <sighs> the key message is domestic violence, domestic abuse or whatever abuse it is, is an event and there's a part two to your life. Right. So you can come out of it yes. by making the right choices and living in purpose. Everybody in this planet was born for a purpose. And once you realize that and it sinks in, it energizes you to begin to take some different steps and right. make some different decisions. Mm. And the other thing about the book, I was instructed to make it like a workbook. So it wasn't a, a kiss and tell all, vilify the, you know, the abuser kind of book. Right. Yes. I decided to put some thought-provoking questions, the kind of questions I needed to answer for myself before mm. I was able to step out of the situation. I've put them into the book so that people can think about it. So it's like a, a self-help book, if you, if you like. And then another one, it's also my autobiography in a sense. Right. Okay. <laughs> so this story is a personal story, something that you had encountered, yes. you had gone through. Yes. Uh, wow. So um, tell us about the hardest chapter. Because when you're telling a story about your life and about the situation that you had already experienced, yeah. sometimes it's very hard to write you know, the story to come to turn happened to you mm. and what you had gone through. So what was the hardest part? You know, what what was the, the chapter that you found really challenging and difficult to write? Right. Um, first of all, I have to say that this project was hard to do because um, once you put your life or your story out there, you can't take it back. And I battled with whether or not to share it. Mm. And as I was arguing in my prayer time with God, I said, Lord, I don't want to do this. How can I tell people about my life? It's not their business. Yes. And then he quickly gave me the name of a lady called um, Christine Kane. Mm. Christine Kane is the pioneer of the A21 anti-trafficking campaign, which is a worldwide thing now. Right. And they do marches every year in, every, in so many different countries. And mm. he told me, if Christine Kane can talk about sexual abuse right. and have people get healed from it, what is my problem? Mm. I thought, oh, Right. Okay. I have surrendered my life to you, Lord. So if you want me to do this, let's just do it. So the hardest bit of the book was probably the area where I was talking about the challenging thoughts. I had to ask myself, where did I get the thinking from that I was meant to be in a situation where I was being abused? Where did I get the thinking from that this is what I deserved? Where did I get the thinking from that this was how love looked? Mm. And, um, that was hard to rise. It was hard to admit that I had a very warped sense of yes. some warped idea of love. Mm. But um, not surprisingly, um, I witnessed some of it in some other family members. So I guess maybe subconsciously, I just thought, oh, this is quite okay. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then you get so scared of coming out, especially if you're a Christian, you yes. know? You can't admit that you have mental health problems. You can't mm. admit that you're being abused. You can't admit this. 
And then you suffer in silence because I, I remember a friend trying to pull me out. And I said, hey, mind your business. So you mm. are in your own husband's house and you are talking to me. Mm. You know, that was the attitude I yeah, had. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, wow. it's quite a hard thing to write. I can imagine. So tell us about your first book that you've actually published, you know, because um, <laughs> right. you've actually mm. written other books before Beautifully Flawed. Um, right. Tell us about that. Okay. The first taste of book writing was a joint project with a lady called Nasida and it was called Love unboxed too and I was asked to share about 1500 words and I talked about my extra large generous chest and <laughs> extra large feet that always makes it difficult to find shoes oh. and that made me realize oh I can do it mm. and then I decided to compile my blogs there was a blog I wrote about a friend's birthday Molly and I was describing men as testosterone charged audience right. and I was using all <laughs> kinds of words I never even thought I could do or craft mm. you know and I published that in a book called Blog Wave. And then the BBC contacted me and said, give us five tips on how to get out of debt. Mm. Struggling with debt myself was difficult to write that one. I could imagine. But um, I just thought that I could take a bit of my own <laughs> advice. And I wrote, I wrote it in a book format as well, yes. just to share that story. Mm -hmm. I think those were the first two books I wrote. And then the beautifully flawed idea came out of somebody reading my first book, Blog Wave, and saying... You've talked about a lot of things in this book. Why don't you compile the, the domestic violence aspect in one book? Mm. And that's exactly how the concept to write Beautifully Flawed started. And uh, that was engineered by Molly. Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. So do you feel like it's been a process from having the idea and then putting it down on paper and then releasing it into a book and launching it? Definitely. So it, yeah, it's a journey on its Definitely. own. Definitely, because what happened was when I was talking about domestic violence, I did it in blogs as chapters, and I had not thought about the fact that I was ever, ever going to publish it as a book. So you can see that um, writing this book was a stage-by-stage -stage step, yes. and I think it took about one to two years wow, to, to, put to, this to write all the blogs, blogs and then compile it. To compile it was easy, but hmm. to write the blogs, you had to bring out all the emotion. That's right. And the story. Yes. And how does it feel bringing out those emotions? <gasps> because these are emotions that's been hidden for years, and all of a sudden you're having to bring them back again, having to revisit those experiences and putting it down on paper for your audience. How well, was it? Well, Hannah, that's the scary bit. <laughs> because... When I'm writing, mm. I kind of place myself in the situation that I'm writing and feel the emotion so that I can convey that and articulate that in what I put on paper. Right. That was difficult to I do. I can imagine. Because how do you now sort of help other people who struggle? Because ah. I know you do audio yeah. um, sessions, yes. workshops, yeah. where you help aspiring writers to map out their stories and tell, you know, tell their stories yeah. in a way that it's easy for them to put it into a book. Yeah. So do you cover the element of how to help them to kind of um, go back to that scenario and right. really revisit, you know, some of right. the tough times and difficult times that they had faced yeah. in putting pen to paper? I have to say that in the sessions, mm. I tend to go with the leading of the users. Okay. Because the last one we had, somebody was talking and I said to her, do you realize that once you type, and put this in a book and say you were raped. Yes. You can't take it you back. You can't take it back. And then she looked at me and said, I am ready. Wow. And there were tears in her eyes. That must have been a very powerful session. Very powerful. Because, moment. you know, revealing your truth. Yeah. It's something that you can never, never take back. No. It's your truth. And once it's out there, that's it. That's it. And yeah. then it's like 
somehow it labels you or packages you. It's mm. like you now become the domestic violence woman, which right. is why I'm so yeah. excited that God has given me other gifts. <laughs> There's so many other things I can so do. So many gifts, so many creative ideas and in us. To answer that question, yeah. I usually see that book as that story, that project. Okay. I don't seem to be attached to it in a way that mm. maybe I would as I was a fearing I would be. Right. I feel like, oh, that happened. Mm. It's almost like you had an exam and it's done. Yeah. But then it's your story and it it happened to you. And and I love the fact that there are tools and exercises that could help the next person, Mm. the next woman going through such abuse. When I asked my mom, I wasn't asking for permission. She just picked up the book and started reading and she finished. I said, mom, what do you think? Eh? She said, you didn't say anything, no. I said, what do you mean? She said, you didn't say all the nitty gritty of all the dirt. Mm. She said, you've just created something and said, you go and help yourself. If you are in it, come out, you know. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's the message I'm trying to To send across. Yeah, to send across. Brilliant. So have any of your books been Mm. made into an audio book? If so, (laughs) what has been the challenges in producing an audio (sighs) book? I know you cover quite Um, a lot of this in your audio workshop sessions. Okay, I have made beautifully flawed and love at first bite into audiobooks. Mm. The challenges involved with this was trying to learn the whole process and to ask myself whether I really needed to create another format. But we're living in a very digital age. We are indeed. Things are becoming cashless and That's right. you know, less physical. And in order to reach a wider audience, I thought that if I had the book on different platforms and different yeah. formats, it mm-hmm. could reach more people. More people. And more I had audience. people calling. My friend said, I know, you know, I don't see. I'm blind. How am I going to read your book? Mm. Please do audio. So she kept checking up on me. Have you done it? Have you done it? So that gave me the um, enthusiasm or the encouragement to put it in audio. audio. And then to get such fa- fabulous feedback. People who say, I love hearing your story and I like the fact that you give us things to think about. Mm. And I like playing it when I can do other things in the house, housework, look after the baby. Because when you're reading a book, you have to be present. You have to be still, you have to be present indeed. (laughs) But imagine when something is just playing in the background and you don't have to kind of interact with it so much. That's right. I really love that idea. So it meant that you had a demand for audio books, which is really great. And that really falls, you know, into the next question in terms of you doing and hosting and running a workshop to, you know, inspire all those who are interested in starting their journey into becoming a writer or author. So tell us about your audiobook workshop that you run. Right. Can I just tell how it started? Yes. After writing books, people were approaching me and saying, oh, I would like to write a book. And I'll say, write. And then they'll say, well, how? So I started thinking that probably the best thing is to put on a platform or a stage where people can come and talk. And the other reason for running the audiobook platform, apart from getting people to turn their books into audio, was to get people to start being more confident about telling their stories. Yes. Releasing the pain, letting Mm. it go, letting the anger go, and actually coming out of thinking about me, 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 and supporting somebody else. That's right. because when a woman is empowered, yes, she wants to empower other people. Else. Absolutely. So the audiobook process um, gave me an opportunity to just help more women. Fantastic. And I really love the idea. And this is open to women and men. Everybody. Everybody. We've had, man, yeah, we've had three men come so far. How is it from a man's perspective, um, writing their own story? Because, you know, men do have experiences of abuse yeah. as well. Yes. Abuse is not just for one gender, which is the female, but it's also the male part of it as well. Um, 
it's it's another um you know is another element that we have to look at that yeah. men do go through abuse yeah. as well so when you have a man who comes to your workshop mm. and they want to write their story mm. how does that feel like what is that session like ah, really? Anna, i don't think i'm going to lie about this one um the men that came already have something they've written okay so we didn't really have to listen to them. Mm -hmm. One of them actually wrote about rape and sex in, in, wow. in adulthood or young adulthood. And all they wanted to do was turn it into an audio. You know, the other one had some film work. You know, they were going to script. So we didn't actually get to hear the story. Okay. But, um, were these personal stories that happened to them? No, or, no, no, no. Or those things just, that they witnessed. They witnessed, okay. And they were, we felt a burning desire to try and change the change narrative. Change the narrative, right. And then the other thing is that in this book, Beautifully Flawed, I think in the first chapter, I actually acknowledged that domestic violence seems to favor women, but there are men who are suffering. But embarrassment or, you know, the ego and mm. whatever being made fun of, they wouldn't actually speak out. That's right. Yeah. Indeed. Um, I wanted to know, so this book, Beautifully Flawed, um, what purpose do you hope it will serve to those who read it? Right. I hope that it will bring hope. I know in English that's called tautology. <laughs> I have hope in the same sentence. Yeah. I want it to bring hope to people. Okay. I want people to realize that they are made for more. That's there's right. more to their life. And I want them to know that there's help out there. They're not alone. They're not okay. the only ones who are suffering. Mm -hmm. And I want them to understand that some of the things they've been through, I can understand. So they can see that it wasn't something to hide. Mm -hmm. And I want them empowered to make the right decision to step out. And if they're struggling with that, I've had two people feedback to me. I read your book, but madam, I'm not ready to leave yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's really so, a tough situation. And, their kids you know, involved. Absolutely. You know? So, yes, it, I'm hoping that the thought-provoking questions will help them to think beyond themselves. Mm. And then also the chapter where my daughter shares her own experience, mm. I'm hoping will trigger a sense of responsibility for parents to think, my actions are actually affecting my children. My children, yes. So that's, those are the things that I pray that I love happen. those advice um, for people who are actually looking for a way yeah. out to live, which is really, really powerful. Um, if you was to kind of turn this book into a movie, <laughs> who are the celebrities? And, you know, who would be the sort of um, <laughs> the star in the show, in the program, okay. in because, the movie? Because you say celebrities, <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o comes to mind. Okay, she's a um, fabulous actress. Yes. Lupita um, Nyong'o. Maybe even Halle Berry for some reason. I okay, don't know. Halle Berry, yes. But if we're talking what about, about Viola Davis. Women, Viola Davis, yes, yeah. that's the name. Yeah, 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 Viola yeah, yeah, Davis, yes, 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 represents me because I was quite big. Oops, sorry, sorry, Viola. I, I used to be a size 24, but I'm now a 16, 18. So, okay. Yeah, so we need to get somebody who we is need in to, that We need age to know how you did range. that. We need to get another <laughs> podcast on, on how you actually yes, got be. from 20. 2022 to 16. <laughs> to 16. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, so I would yeah. love to use local women if I had to do a movie. So who would and that maybe be? You, local Hannah. Oh, maybe that would be you, awesome. Hannah, I would love to star in it, Beautifully Flawed. And then my daughter, possibly Dami, but I don't know if she'll say yes. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Asking is the key. Um, so, you know, any advice or tips for upcoming writers and authors? What advice would you give them? Ah, Okay. I will not be able to number this, but tip number one, you can do it. So do it. Good. And then number two, it doesn't have to be done in a day. 
<laughs> you can do it in small bits. You can take five minutes a day to start writing. But ask yourself, why do I need to write this book? What is the end goal? Mm. What message am I trying to convey to my readers? What do I want them to get out of it? Because once you do that, you can walk backwards and think, okay, if I want to convey X message to my readers, what are A, B, C, and D that I need to put in the book as a substance so that people can get that message as they're reading? So don't be afraid to do it. Don't be afraid to reach out. You don't have to write the book in a day. You can write it 10 minutes a day, half an hour a day. Mm -hmm. And uh, some people like to use a very critically planned outline. Right. I'm not one of those. It didn't work for me. Okay. So if that is the way you work, please do it that way to keep you on track. If you're like me, who has a stream of consciousness <laughs> and you just write as the feelings come, do that as well. And then later on, you can structure the book. What I do is I write all my stuff. I don't want to call it crap. I write everything. And then when I'm reading through, I realize that there's some themes. And some of the themes, I rearrange the content and then give them headings that are catchy. Mm. Like my latest book, one of, one of the chapters is called Lord do you realize I have a deadline? Mm -hmm. I like that. That is very catchy, actually. Yes. Maybe that should have been the title. I love that, actually. That is very catchy. <laughs> so you have to find a catchy way mm. to express. Engage your audience. Engage your audience. Absolutely. Yeah, so lastly, what is next for you? Um, do you have any other books in the pipeline? Yes. Any book launch coming up? I am being... I don't want to use the word harassed. I'm being called on the phone early in the morning. I'm being stopped in the street. And my mother has added to the pressure. Right. Arinola, you when have to do a sequel up? for Love at First Bite. So right. I'm working on that. Okay. It doesn't seem to be an easy one because mm. it's more romantic. Absolutely. Yes. Is, is it between love and lost? What is it? <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm hoping there's no lost in this one. Actually, there might be, but because we're Christians, you yeah. know, I want to show... I want to show reality as much as I can. I guess loss is part of reality. Okay. But my message is always that of redemption in all the books I'm writing. Mm. So this lady called Cece, who's been abused by stepdad and all the different men you can name, in the second book, she's meeting some of these men in church. Right. Which is not very comfortable. Absolutely. And she's hearing crazy things. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. And she's still being pursued because... Her um, her futures are not fully black. She's got a lot of uh, mixed blood in her. I don't okay. want to say mixed race, but I don't mm. want to give it all away. So she's very stunning. She's got hair that's straight. Right. Even though she's got darker skin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Love at First, First Bite. Bite. That's, another e book. -E. that's another book by um, Dr. Araba. Look oh. forward to basically... Um, finding a way to help us to hear about that as well um so it's been a pleasure and it's always a pleasure Thank having you. you you know coming on the podcast we always have so much amazing time and so yeah, much fun. fun um so i just wanted to say thank you so much for coming onto this platform today Thank you to all our wonderful listeners. A special thank you to my wonderful guest, Dr. Ari Ola Araba, for sharing her book with us. And we wish her all the very best for the future. And lastly, I salute all the female authors that have worked with me. And I look forward to working with more women in the future so that they can have a place where they can tell their stories. Um, also, for them not to be judged or be discriminated. And lastly, for you 
who are interested in getting your hands on the beautifully flawed story of a woman, you can actually get this on Amazon. 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 Lulu. Lulu. Barnes and Noble. Okay. Okada Books for the Whole of Africa. <laughs> World Reader app, if you like to read it on a phone. It's on Audible. It's on iTunes. It's on iBooks. Oh, God, where else? Goodreads. Wow, so many platforms. Yes. How can people actually get in touch with you? How ah, can people connect with you? Arinola.com. Okay, Arinola.com. You've yeah. heard it here first on the H-T-T-P Birth Your Vision. Colon, Arinola.com. <laughs> okay, you've heard it here first on the Birth Your Vision podcast series. Thank you so much. Stay blessed. Thank See you. you on the next episode. Thank you, everybody, and be blessed.